a circle around things your whole life. Wait for problems to show up at your doorstep. That's not what an eagle does. Here at Eagle Fang, we do not follow. We attack. We lead. Welcome to Cobra Kai. Doesn't matter if you're a loser or a nerd or a freak. All that matters is that you become badass. Welcome to Cobra Kai Never Dies podcast, hosted by AC Cristales and Jose Barron. We're the podcast show that breaks down and shares insight gained from the hit Netflix series Cobra Kai. Are you ready? Then fall in. Welcome to Cobra Kai Never Dies podcast. Monty, what's up, brother? Nothing much, man. Just here. Uh, when, what is it? A couple more days till the weekend, you know? So ready to review this episode. <laughs> That's right, brother. Hump day, man. Hump day. But yeah, getting out episode two, man. We're covering season four, episode two. You know, we're doing this weekly, man. So yeah, excited. Excited to talk about episode two from Cobra Kai. All right, man. So go ahead and get us started, brother. Go ahead and read the title and the synopsis for us. This is season four, episode two, First Learn Stand. Johnny picks up defensive strategies while Daniel learns how to go on the offensive. Amanda confronts Tori. New kid Kenny is bullied at school. And uh, just a connection real quick that I identified, man. Uh, The title of this episode, First Learn Stand, that's a line from Mr. Miyagi. He told it to Daniel when they were after they had finished training at the uh, at the beach, and I think, and right before they ran into those bums, and uh, you know Daniel was being persistent. And he was saying like, "When am I going to learn how to punch?" And then uh, you know, Mr. Miyagi explains to him first, first learn stand, then learn fly, which is I think the title for the next episode. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Because I, I was kind of wondering where that came from. But uh, you're referring to the scene where Daniel saw Mr. Miyagi do the crane kick the first time, right? Yes, that's so correct. He, that's yeah. one of the things that he wanted to do, right? Because the crane kick looked pretty pretty badass, right? Again, we talked about that when we covered season one, man, that every kid, you know, wanted to do the crane kick, man. So, okay, cool. First learn stand. Yeah, definitely sounded like something that Mr. Miyagi would say. And uh, again, that's one of the things that every title right has some sort of connection to the cobra kai uh karate kid universe man so all right brother so go ahead and start us off man with one of your first favorite scenes man absolutely yeah i'm gonna start off with the opening scene man the big three they go back to back man they start the episode with a new character last you know first episode was terry silver uh this this season it's or this episode it's uh this kid we don't know too much about him we just know that he's, you know, got an upbeat personality, likes to dance, plays uh, video games, a.k.a. Dungeon Lord. We don't even know his name. You know, we can assume it from the title, but <laughs> they don't even mention it. And, um, you know, it goes from happy to sad because, you know, he's he's upbeat. He's, he looks like he's excited to go to school. And before you know it, he ends up getting teased and bullied on a school bus, man. And you just you feel bad for the kid. And in a way. You know, kind of want to root for him. It's just my thought in real time. You know, I just kind of want to root for him to overcome the bullying, okay. <laughs> you know? Okay. 
All right. Well, my thought in real time, because I remember watching, I was like, who the hell is this kid? <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm the I'm the, the you know, the the what is it? The evil presence on this podcast, man. You're the <laughs> you're the real cool, calm one. I'm like, what the hell is this kid doing on here? So off the bat, man, I was like, man, why is why are we starting with him, dude? You know what I'm saying? But uh, he grew on me. I will say that. And, and as we go, you know, into deeper into that this episode, and deeper into the season, I will say that Kenny grew on me. I love that kid. But from the get-go, I'm not going to lie, the first time I saw the episode, I was like, why are, why are we being graced with this dude's presence, man? And um, But I, one of the things that I did like with regard to the scene that you just talked about, I love the introduction of the middle school students in the Cobra Kai universe. Again, that's something that I mentioned when we talked about the season four review. And it's just good to see. It's one of those things, man, and I was listening to another podcast because Obviously, the big question is, how long is this Cobra Kai show going to go on? And there was this guy talking about, well, as long as you keep reintroducing new characters, this can go on forever. Right. So once like Miguel, Sam, you know, Hawk, Dimitri, they go off to college. Well, now you got the new the new kids. Right. You got Kenny. You got Lapuso, Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) You got Leah. So it kind of makes sense. Right. If that's the route they want to go, that once, you know, again, because obviously, you know, Miguel and, and Hawk and all those, right, all the characters that we love, they're going to grow up, man. So they're going to they're going to go their separate ways and stuff. But uh, so I, I like that. You know, I love the introduction of the most school students. I still don't really like Anthony LaRusso, man. I will say that, bro. I just, you know, right off the bat. And, and again, you mentioned right that they were making life hell for for Kenny because Kenny's happy. He's excited. Right. He's dancing and um, and he's just full of joy. Right. And then you have these yep. kids, these jerks, man. Uh, who are messing with him and that kid with the shaggy hair, bro, I do not like. So uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely a, a, a interesting introduction. And again, I'm not going to lie, right off the bat, I was like, why are we getting grace with his presence? But it works, man, because as you said, what the big three are doing, they're introducing a new character, right? So anything yep. else to add with that? Well, I know you're not a fan of Anthony LaRusso. This episode definitely is in going to change your La, mind. LaPusso, yeah, man. <laughs> All right, brother, let me take you to my uh, one of my favorite scenes, man. It's basically Johnny and Daniel, dude. That's hey, I'm going to be saying Johnny a lot, man. Johnny killed it, dude. So right off the bat, if you know you're tired of hearing about my Johnny talk, then hey, I'm sorry, but Johnny killed it in this episode. But Johnny's saying in the deck, bro. You know what I'm saying? And and obviously they're trying to learn each other's, you know, different styles of karate and whatnot. And I love Johnny. He's, he's saying in the deck, he's like smooth as, as a Smurf's ass, you know? So, and, but one of the things that I like that he, that he told Daniel, man, he was just saying, Hey, the kids know they're here to learn karate. You don't need to trick them with chores. And so that got me thinking, man, it's true. You know, I wouldn't want personally, again, me, I wouldn't want to do chores. I, I want, Hey, just take me right to the lesson. Right. You know, teach me how to kick some ass. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to learn how to do these chores. But again, Daniel, and it's one one of the things that we talked about on the last episode, he's just so stuck in his ways, man. And so uh, I, I love Johnny, though. He's like, I go by Phil. You know, some, some days I, I toss the kids in a cement mixer. Other days I'll find a hornet's nest for them to kick. You know, so again, dude, I love that. But what I got mostly about this is that Daniel, and I'm sure you can agree with me, Daniel doesn't respect Johnny, man. You know, and that's why Johnny says, hey, respect's a two-way street. Because Daniel's saying, hey, you know, you need to respect Miyagi, you know, Miyagi's teachings, Miyagi-Do. But I love when Johnny put him in his place and said, hey, respect's a two-way street. He said, hey, do you respect my style of karate? 
So I, I did love that. I love Johnny putting Daniel in this place. So what'd you think about that? No, I completely agree with you, man. Yeah, Daniel, um, it's like like Johnny said, it's a two-way street. I mean, you got to, you know, if you demand respect, you got to show respect. But mm-hmm. uh, one of the things I took down with the scene, man, is just Daniel's inability to evolve, man. What worked for him doesn't mean it's going to work for everyone. And I like what Johnny said. One of his responses was some kids need a little aggression, yeah. you know? So, um, yeah, definitely, man. I, I love Johnny in this moment for putting Daniel in his place and just shining like he always does. Man. Exactly. Dude. Just with his, with his timing, right. You know, just timing yep. his comedic, you know, chops and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, dude, you know, even when, and here, here's what I got from this too. Right. Even when Daniel's trying to be, I guess, um, trying to understand, you know, Johnny, because yeah, you know, he kind of makes him think when he says, Hey, respect's a two way street. And I just want to echo what you just said. You know, it's not enough to demand it. You got to earn it too, right? You have to earn the respect. And that's something that I'm sure we share, you share with your son and your daughter. And I share with my daughter too, right? You can't just say, Hey, respect me. You got to earn it as well. So, but even with that, Daniel trying to understand, he's still condescending to me, bro. He's still kind of, you know, thinking Johnny's lower than him, believing Johnny's lower than him, you know, just beneath him. You know, and so my question was this, man, as I was thinking about this, I'm like, what happened? What happened to LaRusso, bro? Because he's he's not a likable character, dude. So I want you to think about that. So I got a couple of questions. What happened to this kid from Reseda? That cat was from Reseda, you know, and again, we went to L.A., you know, last April, man, and we saw Reseda and it's, it's you know, I'm not going to say it's like the ghetto or anything, but it's not like high class. It's not Encino, right? It's not so, Encino, yeah. So what happened to this kid from New York, bro? What happened? Remember this kid whose mom's car wouldn't start? Like, what happened? <laughs> what do you think? Come on, let's talk about it. What do you think happened to Daniel LaRusso? Why, is he, why does he think he's a shit, bro? I'm just going to put it out there like that. <laughs> Money changes people, man. You know, and to quote Mick from uh, Rocky Three, he became civilized. He became civilized. So he forgot where he came. He forgot where he came from, man. Yeah, you know? right. And exactly. He forgot where he came from, and that's what that's what money will do to you, unfortunately. So um, it doesn't have to, bro. It doesn't have to. Though. It doesn't have yeah. to. Oh no, it does not. I agree completely. It does not have to. But seems like in his case, that's what uh, you know. That that's what had an impact on him. Hey, you when, know, when you said money, I started thinking about a million dollar man, baby. Money, <laughs> money. money. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool though, bro. But yeah, I guess the best thing with that. So we see the conflict again, but they get to they come to the conclusion, right? And that's what I wrote. The best thing about the scene is that they come to the conclusion. They're like, oh, you know what? Let's just let's just teach each other, you know, our, our respective Every dojos country. karate, right? So you want to learn Miyagi Do. Okay, I'll, I'll not do you want to learn. I'll teach you Miyagi-Do, and then you can teach me Eagle Fang. So, all right, brother, take us to your next favorite scene. The next one I wrote down, um, this is Amanda and Tori at the restaurant. And uh, I think I, if I'm, I didn't research this correct uh, all the way, but I think this is their first scene together. Like, okay. I don't, I, I try to think back in my mind. I don't think they've had any scenes together in the past three seasons. So this was the first time. And, you know, she shows up at, at her job to deliver a message. She basically goes there to threaten her and um, demands that she stays away from Sam. You know, in a way, I have no issue uh, with Amanda defending her, her her child, standing up for her. But you know what? There's a time and place, man. Yeah. I personally don't think that this was the time or the place Oh, really? And, <laughs> Look at yeah. you, bro. Okay, come on. Tell me. Tell me. Demon Mats. <laughs> uh, 
Pues la mera verdad, bro. You know what? One of the things, one of the, I guess, internal rules that I, I go by is you never mess with someone's money, man. Okay. You know, you don't mess with their kids and you don't mess with their money. There's that money but, again, baby. Money, I know, money. I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, the end result is Tori gets fired, man. Yeah. And that is just messed up. I mean, like I said, I have no issue with Amanda defending Sam, but just didn't think it was the right time or place. Okay, because that, that was a question that I had for you, brother. So, number one, let me just say this real quick. Amanda, man, she's bringing the heat, bro. She's bringing that 95-mile-per-hour Nolan Ryan heat. Nolan Ryan's such a such a dated uh, pitcher. Who's a, who's a new pitcher that's good, man, that we can say? Oh, God. We don't even watch baseball <laughs> like we used to, bro. We don't watch baseball that much anymore, man. <laughs> uh, Roger, uh, I can't Kershaw? say Roger Clemson. Kershaw? Kershaw, Kershaw, Kershaw. Or was that uh, Scherzer? Scherzer, so For Max Scherzer, yeah, man. Max Scherzer. So she's bringing that heat, bro. I love that. Wait, you're yes, I am. You came to my job. Well, I tried calling your parents. No call back. Big surprise. Should I have kicked in your front door? Is that more your speed? Every day in my house, there are little reminders of the mess you made. I see my daughter covering up her bruises and scars. The only reason you aren't behind bars right now. It's because she asked me not to drag this ordeal out. You can have your little tournament. But if you touch one hair on her head before then, you'll be scrubbing toilets in prison for the rest of your life. And then I love this. Did you notice this? I love when she said, so you can have your little tournament. But if you touch one hair on her head before then, you'll be scrubbing toilets in prison for the rest of your life. She's just bringing that heat, bro. But I want to point out this. I want to point out how she said tournament. So I was like, she has like a little, that kind of sounded kind of East Coast. So maybe right, yeah. maybe that's why her and Daniel got together because they're both from the East Coast. I don't know, man, but it just sounded different, right? Because you and I, we say tournament. But yeah, in that tournament. scene, she says tournament. So anyways, <laughs> but hey, here's my question, because as you were saying that you don't mess with, you know, people's kids and you don't mess with people's money. So the question that I had for you is, would you have done the same thing Amanda did if someone had injured your daughter and your daughter's precious to you? And not only did they injure your daughter, but they messed up your house. Would you have done the same thing? And I, I'm guessing by what you said, no, because there's a time and place for everything. So you're just saying the the approach wasn't the problem. It's where she did it at? Correct. Absolutely. I, oh, yeah. I would totally do what if, if I were in Amanda's shoes and that happened to my daughter. Absolutely. Definitely go confront them. Just not at their job. Maybe as soon as they got out. <laughs> just waiting, waiting for them and shit. Just waiting for them to out, bro. <laughs> Right there by their cards. Hey, I need to talk to you. Exactly. Uh, but but check this out. Let me let me be the devil's advocate. I mean, Amanda said, "Hey, I've been trying to call your mom. I, you know, I've been trying to reach." So it's not like her her first instinct was to go to her job and mess with her money. You know, she was trying to get a hold of her. So, but I will say this, bro, because obviously, uh, did you did you say that Amanda got her fired? I, yes. Okay. I think okay. See, see, I don't look at it like that. I don't look at it like that, bro. Uh, number one, let me let me just point this out. Tori was like, I think you should leave. Like, are you serious? Like, I'm a freaking paying customer. I'm not going to leave. Like, what do I have to leave for, you know? And yeah. so I'm like, forget that. I didn't like that. But then Tori blaming Amanda, bro. She's like, thanks a lot. No, nah, why are you blaming her? Tori, you're the one that lost your composure. You're the one that got the attitude. You're the one that... I mean, I get it. This lady pissed you off or whatever, but... Yep. Think about why she's mad. So in my head, I'm like, don't blame her. And that's where we see, right? Like 
Tori's still, you know, immature because the whole world is against her. At least that's what she's thinking, right? And that's obviously the the picture that the writers have painted to us about Tori for the past seasons, right? That it's her against the world. She doesn't trust anybody. But to me, it's like, nah, you you lost your job, not because this person caused you to, you know, caused you to, you know, act that way. You chose to act that way. And I'm just gonna say this, bro, and I'll, I'll never forget this. I read this book and it talked about how no one makes you feel a certain way you choose to feel a certain way and that's that that really resonated with me and stuck with me because yeah bro are there things that people do that can piss us off no doubt but at the end of the day guess what we choose to be pissed off all right yep. so it's not We're it's not control, too, right? it, yeah it's it's not too like you know discount what people do you know cuz people do shitty stuff you know what i'm saying but at the end of the day, we get to choose exactly what you said. So that's why I was like, uh, you know, don't blame Amanda. Thanks a lot. Like you're the one that lost your composure. You're the one that got the attitude. You're the one that chose to act that way, you know? So, but she doesn't know any better either. You know, that's, right. that's, that's what I thought. But yeah, man, I like that scene, bro. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. What, it was what, good. what else you got with that? Anything else? Well, no, we pretty much touched on it all, you know, and you know what you do bring up an interesting point that that is a secondary point of view to look at it i mean she could have kept her composure she could have been professional about it but you know what i just i i felt like you know amanda pressed her buttons man and unfortunately it just she couldn't control her emotions and that's that's something i stress about my kids control your emotions because that's what causes mistakes. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, bro. People are going to push your buttons or people are going to do shit that that's going to piss you off. But at the end of the day, you got to be able, like you're trying to tell your kids, control that. Don't don't let them get the best of you, bro. You know what I'm saying? And, and funny, we're talking about middle school with the whole bullying and right now, because I think that's a lesson that has to start early with your kids, man. Like kids are going to say mean stuff. They're going to, you know, be cruel. And sometimes, you know, it's intentional. Sometimes it's not. It's just them being stupid. But at the end of the day, you got to build your kids up to be like, no, like you're better than that. Don't worry about that. That's what I tell the students that I work with all the time. Like, man, don't, why are you worrying about that person? Does that person pay your bills? I mean, these are the questions that I ask them. Does that person pay your bills? Does that person buy you food? Like, no. Then if they don't, then why are you worried about them? But they, they don't know, man. They don't know how to navigate that. So, um, and again, obviously we know Tori's home life is is in shambles. We don't, there's not a dad, right, that we know of. And the mom is sick, so she's kind of having to learn this on her own. So, yeah, I get it. You know, Amanda pushed her buttons, pissed her off, kind of, uh, what's what's the word? Punked her. Yeah. <laughs> Do people even say punk? Uh, but, yeah, you know, charged, charged her up. Charged her up. <laughs> but at the end of the day, she had it. I mean, it was her choice to, to lose her composure, man. So, all right, brother, my next favorite scene is uh, LaRusso, bro. LaPusso. <laughs> Sorry, we're going to call him forever be known as LaPusso. But no, just uh, I love it, you know, because, again, obviously it introduced Kenny. This episode introduced Kenny, introduced some middle school kids, and, and, you know, brought back Anthony, you know. And so we see LaRusso just being starstruck by Leah. And Leah, L-I-A, right? Similar, the same three letters in what name? Allie. Allie. So Leah, <laughs> yeah. Allie, not a coincidence, man. So. Nope. Uh, but we see LaRusso, we see Zach Thompson. Thompson, a little shaggy-haired kid that I don't like, bro. I do not <laughs> like that little cat, man. But anyways, but it was so tripped out is when LaRusso tried to, you know, play uh, basketball against Kenny. Like, come on, man. You should have known Kenny could hoop. So Kenny's bringing those crossover skills and stuff. And so, and then Ken Kenny stuffs his ass, man. Facial. So I like that, bro, because, again, it, it's it's setting up the conflict that we're obviously going to see, man. But uh, 
one of the things that I like about it is just out. See, I was gonna say Allie, Leah, bro, Leah bringing yeah. the peace, right? She's the one that was a peacemaker, similar to Allie, right? When when Daniel and uh, and Johnny were gonna fight at the beach, right? She tried to play the peacemaker, but obviously, you know, she couldn't she couldn't do it. But we see, you know, Leah Cabrera bringing the peace here. Did you have that scene as well? I, I took it. I took it down briefly because it fits in. I I mean, basically, um, kind of tying in Karate Kid a little bit is the little love triangle, man. Yeah. No, because I think at the, at one point in that scene, uh, Lapuso. Yeah, his eyes on Leah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, kind of looking at her and stuff. Kind of like Daniel was at Ali at the beach. So, um, you know, just I, I just saw that connection. You know, it's like, oh, okay, a little love triangle, but it's for middle school now instead of the high school. Usually, how it's that's how it started in Karate Kid, man. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it works because it's it's a new kid from out of town as well, right? From a different kid from out of town. Yep, there you go. Anthony falling victim to peer pressure. (laughs) Cobra Kai. (laughs) I know over there saying those moves can cause brain damage. Dude, who's actually gonna believe that, man? (laughs) We're yeah, we're gonna get to little Lapuso. Anyway, so uh, what you got next, bro? Uh, The next scene I got is this is where. Johnny's kind of is learning me you know he's doing the paint the fence or no paint the house I'm sorry paint the house and you know Daniel's kind of just critiquing him you know basically Daniel gets on Johnny's nerves right so he ends up quitting you know and he makes a comment that defense is boring and and then he's he makes another funny reference saying that it figures because you have fruit in your beer I think he's drinking a Belgium uh, he's bringing a blue white. moon. He's bringing a blue, blue moon. moon white. Yeah. Yeah. And Daniel was saying, that's quality. Come on, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, uh, you know, Daniel breaks the, the bottle, right? Kind of like Mr. Miyagi did on the beach against those bums. And then uh, Johnny's response, this is just a connection that I saw. Johnny's response was, uh, you know, how did you do that? How did you do that? You know, he didn't, I think he only said it once, but that's what Daniel said when uh, Mr. Miyagi did that. And then of course the flashbacks, man, about how, um, you know, Mr. Miyagi saved Johnny from Crease. And, you know, Daniel makes a statement that no one was more BA than uh, Mr. Miyagi. And then, you know what? It I don't know what happened, but it, it got to Johnny and he goes back and continues the lesson. I guess I was shocked like that. I was shocked about that, <laughs> you know, that happened. So, um, yeah, that was basically, I just took down that quick. It was a quick scene. It wasn't too long. No, I, I liked it. I liked it and definitely got the connection with uh, how did you do it? And I wish I wish Daniel would uh, but maybe it would have it, it wouldn't have played. But when Miyagi said, "Don't know first time," remember, <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. don't know first time. So when when he broke the bottle, you know, he's like, "Don't know first time." But yeah, dude, it also I, I wrote down what you just said that Johnny listened. So because again, yeah, Miyagi did save his ass, right? So don't forget Miyagi does saved your ass a few weeks ago from Crease. So he remembers that and he goes back to painting. So exactly like you, bro, we're in sync, bro. Cause I said I put this down. I didn't see that coming, man. So all right, brother. Next thing that I got is uh is nickels in my office. So it's uh-huh. it, it, nickels in my too. office, yeah. So it's Crease obviously noting noticing that something's up with Tori. And obviously what we know, right? The viewers know that Tori's pissed off about what happened. And so I'm just gonna jump right to it, man. I, I love, you know, Crease knew. Crease knew what was going up going on with her or knew that there was something that was bothering her, right? And I always say this, a good teacher 
can always, you know, be able, they're always able to read their students. They're always able to, even good parents, right? Good parents always know when, when something's going on with their kids, man, at least. And I'm sure, Monty, hey, you know, you got three kids, man. You know when something's bothering your daughter or your two boys. Same thing with my daughter, you know, by the way she reacts or by the way she kind of, sometimes she responds. I'm like, hey, something's up with you, right? So, you know, when you're a good parent, a good teacher, you know when something's up. And so I got to give it up to Crease for that. You know, because he knew something was up with Nichols and he took, you know, she goes into his office and she's basically saying, you know, basically saying things aren't going well for her. Right. But I love this. Do you feel sorry for yourself? When something bad happens, you have two choices. You let it tear you down or you let it build you up. Sometimes a step backwards Owens a new path forward. Crease, man, two two episodes in a row, bro. He's bringing that wisdom. And then I love this one as well. Sometimes a step backwards opens a new path forward. So let's talk about the first one real quick, man. When something bad happens, you have two choices. Because, again, we get the wisdom, right? We get the wisdom from this man. Um, you let it tear you down. You let it build you up. Why'd you like that, man? Because you're nodding your head as I was reading that. Why <laughs> Why you like that? Again, just to echo what you said, Crease bringing the wisdom, man. And it's true. It's a true statement. When bad things happen, which they will, bad thing, and this is what I tell my kids, bad things are going to happen. You know, you have to choose how you're going to respond, how you're going to react. You know, if you choose this way, it's going to tear you down. It's going to, you know, make you miserable. If you choose this way, then you can learn from it and build and move forward. And Oh, man, I love that second line that he said. Sometimes a step backwards opens a new path forward. Why do you like that? Because, you know, I never thought of it. I never thought about it that way. And things, I guess I believe things happen for a reason sometimes. So, and so sometimes you don't have to understand the reason, but just because you have to take a step back means that there's a new a better path there may be a better path forward by taking the step back i guess is kind of what i took from that i don't know i just i just love it. yeah it's it's dope you know one of the things for me sometimes a step backwards opens a new path forward it's like you know let's say there's something that you want and the door closes or you lose a job or you know something that you were working hard for doesn't pan out and then it ultimately leads you to a better place. It ultimately leads you to a better opportunity. You know what I'm saying? So you're thinking, hey, this is what I want. This is what I want. It doesn't work out. And then, okay, you know, that closed door or that, you know, opportunity that didn't come through to fruition, it leads you to where you want to go. And that's that's how I look at it. And that's why I wrote it down because, you know, I've experienced that in my life, man. Sometimes I'm like, damn, I got to take a step back. I got to take a step backwards, you know, but it's just leading me to where I really want to go. And I guess let me just give a concrete example. Let's say I'll just put it like this, man. You know, you know, in the past, you know, few years, you know, I've been I've been trying to get certain positions, certain jobs, and they haven't panned out for me, man. And I feel like I'm the most qualified and it just didn't pan out. So to me, that's a step backwards, right? Because it's, I'm not moving forward the way I want to. But in the midst of that, there's other dreams that have been birthed in me, man. The, the dream to start my own business, you know, the dream to continue speaking and bam, dude, it's taking me to where I need to be. So had it not been for that door not closing, 
I would never be where I'm at, man. So that's how I look at it, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like that door had to close in order for me to get a better door. So yeah, there you go. There yeah. you go, baby. Cobra Kai never dies, Cobra man. Never dies. <laughs> <a> good example. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, man. So my next favorite scene is just uh, real quick, man. Kenny, you know, he's 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 at home and he's playing. Um, he's playing his dungeon the dungeon. Lord. What is it? Dungeon Lord, I think. Dungeon Lord, which I've never heard. Bro. Have you heard about that? Me neither. Nope. I don't even know <laughs> if it's for real. I mean, I don't know. My da- my daughter used to play Roblox and. I don't know what else he used to play, but uh, definitely not Dungeon Lord. Anyways, so I just want to point this out, man. You know, Leah bringing that smile, the power, right, that, uh, that uh, you know, someone that you're into or that you think is cute can bring. So, but yeah, I just wanted to point that out. Anyways, next one, Johnny waxing the cars, baby, sand in the deck, right? And they're playing that music. I love it, man. They're playing that music, that Miyagi music. I love it. Karate Kid music, right? So the big circles, right circles, left circles. So, uh, and just Johnny, man. I mean, look, he's humbling himself. So if anything, dude, you know, uh, Johnny's is taking the lesson or, or trying to find, you know, you know, the purpose in the lesson, right? And so uh, he's trying to find his balance. And then, you know, again, more more connections to karate kid universe balance good karate good everything good right but then johnny falls and he's like this thing isn't even leveled man so anyways it was it was cool bro but this is probably uh a funny a funny scene for me man i love this he's like i still don't see me using any of this in a real fight i've been trying to tell you miyagi do is not about fighting you know what mr miyagi said was the best defense in all of karate high outside block against an axe kick the best defense is no be there you mean don't be there? Guy teaches you centuries of his ancient family karate and you can't help him with his English? Don't even go there with me, Johnny. All right, we done or do I have to sit in here and freeze my nuts off to find inner peace? No, we're done. Guy teaches you centuries of his ancient family karate and you can't help him with his English? <laughs> <laughs> love that shit, bro. Anyway, so love how he ends it. Are we done in here or do I have to sit in here and freeze my nuts off to find inner peace? So it was done. <laughs> But next thing, the next thing that was coming, it's like, all right, LaRusso, your ass is next, bro. Now you got to learn real karate. So love that scene, man. Just great interaction between Macho and, and Zapka, man, uh, LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence. Anything you want to add to that? I think you hit the nail uh, on the head, man, when you mentioned that Johnny got humbled um, because you see him going through the motions to actually do all the Miyagi-Do techniques or chores and he doesn't complain or say a word, which we're going to see how the opposite works here in a little. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I, I just, I took down the scene more for the comedic value. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I would never picture seeing Johnny learning Miyagi Do, you know? And he looked like he was into it. He wasn't complaining either. Right. Yes. That's, that's, which, word. which, you know what? Which, as you're saying, that ties into what you were talking about, how it's different when we see Daniel learning Eagle Fang. You know? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. Yep. <laughs> All right, brother, where are you taking us next? The next one is just, which I think you kind of mentioned it. This is Kenny when he's online playing Dungeon uh, Dungeon Lord, and, you know, he gets an invite, which appears to be Leah from gym class. and But in reality, he's being tricked. It's uh, Lapusso and his posse, his crew. They're <laughs> basically on the other side, you know, pretty much messing with him man tricking him telling him that you know what he's what he does for fun and asking him to meet at uh balboa park (laughs) balboa park baby there is a balboa park though 
in, San, Di- in San Diego there is. So. Oh, in San Diego. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know about LA, but I know there is one in San Diego. <laughs> gotcha. And um, it just sucks that this kind of stuff goes on, man. You know, with kids being online and, you know, the virtual bullying, I guess. But, you know, got to give props to the writers for, I guess, bringing awareness this season to this type of bullying. And I don't know if you caught the screen names, man. Kenny's was Kenny the Jet, which kind of seems like Benny the Jet from oh, the Okay. Sam- okay. Yeah. 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 For sure. Sam- and uh, I think it was Princess Leah, but it's Princess Leia from Star Wars. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I noticed that. I noticed that. That's all. Okay. Cool, man. Well, I noticed this. Uh, and I kind of, like you said, I kind of mentioned this as. He was talking as Kenny thought he was chatting, right? Chatting. Do people still? Yeah, they were chatting. That's what they do, right? They were chatting back, taking yep. it back to like late 90s when you were chat online. Anyway, so he was thinking he was chatting with Leah and he was looking at the pics and, he, you know, he was just smiling. But then I noticed this too. Again, Zach Thompson, bro. He cosplays his shit. Man, that kid's annoying, dude. I was like, <laughs> dude, that kid needs an ass whooping. I was just like, I wrote that down. This kid needs an ass whooping, man. <laughs> so anyways, bro, let's take it to Crease at the supermarket. So this, again, you know, one of the clues that the big three um, was given to, they were given to us, right, as we waited for season four was the whole Honeycrisp season, right? So obviously yep. this is where it comes <laughs> to fruition. Crease shows up at the supermarket because apparently that supermarket has the best produce in the valley. And so he's he's stepping up for Tori like he did in season three, remember, with the landlord. So now he's going to confront Amanda. And uh, I like what he said. He's like, yeah, you know, so you're sabotaging, sabotaging my student. But I think that's what all mothers should do with regards to her, you know, stepping up for Sam. Um, but, yeah, you know, he again, he went there for Tori. He obviously cares about her. And I love what he said with this. And I'm just going to point this out. Not all kids are as lucky as yours. So I like that, bro. I like that. What do you got to add with that? Again, quick scene. Obviously, he's there to protect, you know, Tori from Amanda. Absolutely. Yeah, he kind of shows up there in a passive-aggressive type of way. Definitely creepy way. (laughs) Yeah, telling her to back off or there'll be consequences and, you know, throwing jabs at Amanda saying that not all kids are as lucky as yours. And you can tell Amanda feels guilty, you know, because I don't know if she knew, like, if she if it would have made a difference if she knew Tori's situation, I don't know if that would have made a difference. But one of the the scene, I, I kind of took a cliche for it. Basically, never judge someone until you walk in their shoes. That's good. And, and so, you know, Amanda, it you know, got a rude awakening of Tori's real life, you know, or her life in the story in the show. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that answers your question then, man. Like, you know, would it have made a difference if she knew? Yeah, because it it starts making a difference, which we'll see. I don't think we're going to talk about that, you know, because it was a quick scene and I I didn't put it down. But we'll just talk about how that conversation she had with Crease made her want to, you know, be more compassionate towards Tori. So she buys her groceries and then Tori confronts her or whatever. So yeah, that, that answers your question right there. Had she known she would, she would approach it differently. And maybe if she knew before then they, maybe she wouldn't have messed with her money, bro. So that's yeah. a good observation there, bro. All right, man, take us to the next one. I think I know where you're going. Cause <laughs> if it's, if it's like me, if we're in sync, I know where you're going. Oh, this is Johnny teaching Daniel Eagle saying. Hell yeah. It's kind of weird. He takes him blindfolded almost like. I like that. 
That's badass, dude. <laughs> you sure you're ready? Yeah. And then immediately, I like, I love his monologue. His, his little monologues. You know, you, you know, you've been circling or, or circling around things, circling things your whole life, waiting for problems to show up at your doorstep. And then here at Eagle Fang, we do not follow. We lead and grow into what we were meant to be. Love that. And yeah, and then Daniel's like, what were we meant to be? Men. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love that, dude. I know. And then he brings a comedy. The eagle embraces the pain. All your life, the world's been trying to make you less of a man. Light beer, veggie burgers, automatic transmissions. Might as well let another dude bang your chick. One of the things I like about Johnny Man is he can bring the wisdom and the comedy. At exactly. The same time. <laughs> yeah. Because now he says, what, light beers, veggie burger? This is while Daniel's training. This is badass. Let me read it. He yeah. says, all your life, the world's been trying to make you less of a man. Light beer, veggie burgers, automatic transmission. <laughs> Might as well let another dude bang your chick. <laughs> I love that, Doug. I do, too. And one of, the, one of his quotes that I took down in this scene is when he tells Daniel, find your limit and soar past it. Okay. That was great. And yeah. I love that, man. So, Yeah. I, I think, in a way, and tell me if I'm wrong, but when Daniel was showing Johnny Eagle Fang, it seems like he was more doing it to, at his expense, kind of like just to make him suffer a little bit. But Johnny was actually trying to teach him his style. Like, he was taking it more serious, Yeah, if that makes sense. Okay. You know, I don't know, just something I noticed. No, you know I'm, what? As we're talking about that, I'm thinking, you know, Daniel was more trying to show off. Yeah. And Johnny was like, nah, dude, here, here. This is what you need to be a man. So uh, for some people, let me just put it out there. For some people, Johnny talking about, hey, you know, we're trying to, we've got to grow into what we're meant to be men, right? For some people, that may be sexist. Like, what do you mean, man? What about women? But it's just Johnny, man. Like, I was talking to somebody earlier today about the show because you know it was me and and a buddy of mine and some person overheard us talking about cobra kai and she was like why does why does johnny have to be so stupid or so dumb and we're like he's just he's just stuck in the 80s man he's one of those jocks that never grew up but he's funny as hell right and she was like yeah he's funny but he's just so dumb and and i think when he says stuff like that right because how many people really say that you know it's like and we grow we grow into what we were meant to be men you know basically he's saying like men are superior right and even with this right he said manliness is next to godliness <laughs> did you get that <laughs> no i don't think i got that yeah, he got that, that bro he said uh so when he was going through the monologue i was just getting everything bro like uh oh, okay. you know uh <clears throat> he said uh don't don't question me, New York, because you know York, <laughs> Daniel yeah. was trying to trying to quit or or asking about it, and he's like, "Is this a blocking exercise?" No, he said, "When you think you should be defending, you should be offending." And then I love <laughs> this too: the human response to danger is fight or flight, but an eagle's response is fight and flight. <laughs> and that's when he says, "Manliness is next to godliness." So basically, you say, "Hey, you know, man, being a man is 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 about the closest thing to you can get." To being a god, bro, and just it's just a great scene, bro. I mean, it's I love the scene, and and I love what you said, bro. He's really trying to teach, like he it's like he takes pride in it, and he's really trying to instill that, like, yo, man, this is what you need to be a man or or to be someone who kicks ass. And Daniel, as you said that, because I didn't think about it till right now, Daniel was more trying to to me show off and kind of like, oh, let me just teach this, you know, so. 
Yeah. So I, I, you know, I, I get where you're going with that, bro, because it definitely, the way they approached the teaching was definitely different. Yeah. What else do you want to add with that? And no, I mean, it seemed like Daniel actually embraced it, but uh, yeah, he, he did I, embrace it. That, well, that was the cool part of it. He did embrace it, right? But I, I think later on, though, we're going to talk about how he didn't really want to give credit or he still didn't want to respect it, in my view. No doubt. No doubt. He didn't want to respect it. And I wrote that too, too. I know exactly what you're talking about. But yeah, LaRusso's all hyped up at the end. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Doing the push ups on your knuckles. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't him, though, bro. Oh, that wasn't. That nah, was if, you, if, you, if you look at yeah, if you look at the back, like that that dude's back or whoever it was, it, it's too it's too thick. That wasn't that wasn't Ralph Macho, bro. <laughs> For real, there's no way, dog. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, at all. man. He's like, all right, I'm gonna let some stunt double do that. But mm-hmm. I, I like the jam though. Breaking out of hell. Though we'll hear how to, yep. we're here again. <laughs> all right, brother. Take us to your next favorite scene. The next one. It's a it's a quick one. It's uh, Balboa Park. This is where, you know, uh, Kenny, well, first of all, I like the Rocky reference you know, about Boa Park. Yeah, Boa Park. Uh, but Kenny shows up there, you know, uh, expecting to meet Leah and Dungeon Lord, other Dungeon Lord people. But in reality, it's Anthony and his homies. They set a trap because uh, they told him to dress up like one of the Dungeon Lord characters. And they're recording him and laughing at him, making fun of the costume and stuff. And, you know, uh, they're about to post it. And I think that's when Kenny just, you know, knocks uh, Anthony's phone down. <laughs> and then they, they just grab him, bro. And they started like, like they're about to jump him. Yeah. And basically, you know, Anthony, a.k.a. Lapuso, again, <laughs> tell me if this doesn't sound familiar. Pretending and showing off that he knows karate. You know, <laughs> ah, I didn't even put that together till now. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that does that sound familiar? Yeah, but it does. End, you know what I mean? No, say uh, it. Say it to the people who are listening because I like that. Come on. Just like Daniel and the Karate Kid, man. I got moves. Pre- yeah, he's got moves. Pretending he knows karate. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> and uh, he was conflicted though. That's just one thing I took down. Even though he was playing along and you know accountable for his bullying. He, he was conflicted. He knew deep. He knew a part of him knew that it was wrong for sure. Was, for sure, that it wasn't right. So, um, again, man, it sucks because they chased Kenny and they even have a fence scene, but mm-hmm. they didn't catch him like they did. You know, they didn't jump. And, they didn't jump. You know, like Dutch and shit. You know, like, like Dutch and them. Yeah, for <laughs> real. And it, it just. I mean, Kenny's able to get away, but it sucks, man, because he ends up hiding in the dumpster. Man, it's just. I don't know. I kind of fell for him, man. I would no kid should have to go through something like that. You know what I mean? Where they have to hide in a freaking dumpster, bro. You know. So yeah, so it was just it was just a quick scene. Yeah, but yeah. I wrote it down too because they had the connection with, um, like you said, Kenny escapes and he goes to the fence and he jumps the fence. And if I'm sure you noticed this too, so the fog, the kind of like the fog when Daniel was running. Oh yeah. Yeah, there was that fog, a little bit of fog. So obviously that's similar to when Daniel was escaping uh, Cobra Kai after the Halloween dance, right? So all they needed to do was just play Danger. That would have been cool. Danger, you know? (laughs) That would be cool to do that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I like that, man. I like that scene. Uh, Probably my favorite, one of my favorite parts in that scene is, come on, bust out some of that Miyagi shit. I don't know, I just (laughs) like that. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, dude, uh, definitely can't, we see Kenny being bullied and yeah, man, that, like you said, no one, no kid should have to go through that and it's, Again, simply because he's a new kid on the block. And like we always say, man, like I always say, man, just 
when people always fear different. You know what I'm saying? So this kid is obviously different in the sense that he's new. You know, he's not someone that's known. So kids always want to, and even people in general, man, sometimes don't know how to act around someone who's maybe not the same person as you or grew up in the same neighborhood or whatever. So, all right, brother. So my, my next favorite scene is them at the hockey game, bro. You're crushing beers, watching guys beat the hell out of each other, man. So, uh, and basically John is just trying to just, you know, just start shit. You know, it's just the easiest way I want to put it. He's just trying to start shit because he wants, it's, it's part of the training. If you think about it, he's going to say, all right, everything you learn, Hey, you know what it's like? You know what it's, it's kind of like? It's kind of like when, uh, <laughs> I just thought about this. I didn't even write it down. I'm just coming to my head. When uh, my boy got Van Damme drunk in Kickboxer. Oh, the end. <laughs> yeah, the end. He got him drunk in Kickboxer. In Kickboxer, yeah. yeah. And then he, 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 he hyped, he got everybody, he started shit. He said, well... He said, you slept with your mother. <laughs> what did he say? Something like that. <laughs> that they know good fighters. And yeah, that there's something about like they slept with their mother. <laughs> yeah, he slept with your mother, whatever. Just so he can, <laughs> just so Van Damme can practice what he learned. Drunk too. So Van Damme kicks right. all those guys' asses and, and kickboxer. So something. While dancing. Yeah, while dancing, bro. So it's something similar to that. But yeah, man, just, just a cool ass scene, dude. Look, you're tougher than a prima donna. I'll give you that. Sometimes you got to show your toughness. Look at those guys. Think they play by the rules? The only rule in this league is intimidation. That's why striking first is so important. And I love what Johnny told him. He's like, look, man, you, you may be tougher than a prima donna. I'll give you that. But sometimes, I like this, sometimes you got to show your toughness. And it's true, bro. You Sometimes you can't just be about talking. Because that's a lot of people, right? Like, I do this, I do that. Like, man, you know what? Shut up. Show it. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't talk it. And that's how I want to be, bro. I don't ever want to be like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm like, no, no. I just want to freaking show it because you can't just, you can't just be about talk, man. So, uh, but yeah, man, what else? Add to that scene, bro, because I know you wrote it down as well. Yeah. After that scene, basically, um, the hockey team, what is it? The Tunga Terrors? They is it Tunga? Them. I thought it said Tijuana. I was trying to figure <laughs> out what it meant. I couldn't tell very well. Okay. Yeah. I was <laughs> yeah, trying to see I, what it was. Maybe it is Tijuana. You know, that Tijuana would make tears. more sense. Yeah. yeah. Tijuana tears. So they confront Daniel and... Um, he says you're you a know, pussy. Yeah. <laughs> you can kick my ass any day of the what week. What do you say? Come on down. Come on down, Sally. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And uh, wait, are you referring to when they're still sitting down? When they're still this? sitting down. Yeah, oh, bro. When they're still when sitting, sitting down. down. Yeah. When, when Johnny's still... He's, he's beginning to start shit, right? Because... What is yeah. and Daniels all? Uh, he he's, he knows all the rules, he, right? Yeah, he calls him spearing well, double minor. Spearing double minor, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what it is. And he tries again, tries to show off and tell uh, Johnny, um, "Look, see, I de-escalated." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> trying to one up a man. That's what he's exactly. trying to do. Yeah. And um, and then it, you know it calms down, and then the next scene, of course, is them walking out of the the arena. And then that's when the the Tijuana terrors confront Daniel, and they uh, they were one of the guys recognizes him and saying, "Hey, that's the guy from the auto Russo auto commercials," and they start making fun of his wife. And I gotta give props to Daniel here, man, for not taking crap about his wife, man. You know what I'm saying? Don't you know you stand up for your wife, you protect your wife. No doubt, you know right? They wanted to take her for a test drive, bro. Hey. For real, right? I got sit, shotgun. A shotgun. <laughs> I sit in the back seat, or I got the back seat, or something like that. <laughs> 
And before you know it, you know, he ends up fighting them because he looks to Johnny to, for like some backup, but he's already gone. And <laughs> I uh, love that. I love that and, shit, dude. <laughs> you know, Daniel basically beats them all up. I think there was like six of them, right? Yeah. Five or six of them. Yeah. Oh, did you notice that uh, the hockey team's colors are the same as the Cleveland Indian colors? Nah, bro. I didn't notice that. <laughs> One of them even had Vaughn as the last name. Really? Yeah. Rick Wild thing Vaughn. Okay. Okay. I saw Ham. Yeah, I saw him. That was the yeah. guy who actually was, you know, who got the spearing and double minor. Sally? <laughs> Sally, yeah. And then the opposing team that they were playing, and this I saw on Twitter. I'm not going to take credit for it. I saw on Twitter, but the opposing team that they were playing, they had the same logo as Freddie Fernandez from part one. The t-shirt when they when he first meets Daniel. Yeah. It's like a, like a pig or something. I can't remember. Somebody posted it. I'll have to send it to you if I can find it back on, on Twitter. Okay. But, but yeah. And um, and then after he beats them all up, Johnny comes back, <laughs> and he's got like a, this giant pretzel in his hand, <laughs> and he's like, "Where were you? Not be there." <laughs> like uh, he drops he says, Mr. No, no, be there. He's like, "Where the hell no were you? There. No, be there." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, love that. Again, I'm break. Uh, love the song, bro. Breaking out of hell. Yeah, yeah you know how I, I, I judge loving a song if if I put it on my playlist to work out. So that as I was listening to today, I, I didn't catch it the first time, or maybe I did, but I didn't, you know, damn, dude, we were watching this at two o'clock in the morning when it first came out. So I don't really remember, but when I was mm-hmm. rewatching it for, for this podcast, I was like, All right, I got to add that song to my playlist, man. But love it. Love that scene. You know why else I love it, bro? Because it took me back to the old school martial arts movies, man, karate movies, man. It just took me back to just based on Daniel's build and correct me if I'm wrong. Kind of, kind of gave me a Steven Seagal feel, you know, because Steven Seagal was never like built and shit, you know what I'm saying? But Steven Seagal could kick ass, and even not only that, remember when Daniel like breaks, kind of like almost breaks that dude's uh, arm or whatever? Like at the end, he grabs his yeah. arm and twists like he's gonna break it. That was always like Steven Seagal's move, you know what I'm saying? In every movie like he did, old, like Hard right? to Kill, Mark for Death, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So that, siege. yeah, that, that, to me, bro, it's just like, I just, and that's what I wrote down. It just reminded me that old school, you know, martial arts, karate moving Daniel looking like Steven Seagal, bro. So <laughs> <laughs> same build, bro. All he needs is a little ponytail. Hey, hey, Terry Silver right there, right? Terry Silver, yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, brother. So yeah, definitely love that. Uh, the next one for me, man, is just, uh, I'm not going to talk about it a lot, but I love what Tori, she goes, you know, obviously she doesn't want any she doesn't want anybody to have pity on her. And again, she's looking at it differently. You know, so Amanda buys her some groceries. She takes it to LaRusso auto drops it there. And she's like, I don't need this. And what I, the reason why I wrote this down is what I love what she says. She's just say, Hey, thanks for lighting a fire under me. So I I just like that. Again, it it just shows, you know, Tori, you know, she's very, she's very hardened, man, hardened by life, dude. You know what I'm saying? And so she doesn't want anybody's help. But again, if we're talking about arcs, right that's kind of going to be her arc for this season. So she's hardened, but Amanda's going to play, Amanda's going to play a role in possibly being there for her. So we'll see that down the line. Anything with that? Well, no, just mainly to add. um, Yeah. I like what Tori did. Yeah. She said, thanks for lighting a fire. Like you said, thanks for lighting a fire under me. You know, she, she took Chris's advice, you know? Yeah. She lost her job. It's a step back, but she chose to build herself back up, you know? And um, I think Amanda, does she really feel bad or does she feel guilty? Or does she, no, that's the wrong way, I'm sorry. 
do you think she feels she did something wrong or does she just feel guilty? You know, which part, bro? With what? With what she did at the beginning or with giving her the groceries? No, the getting her fired at the beginning or, you know, showing up at the restaurant, you know, like her part in Tori getting fired. Oh, she probably feels guilty. Yeah, you're right. You know, if it if it aligns with what you said at the beginning that there's a place and time for everything and you don't mess with people's money, money, then yeah, <laughs> she feels guilty, bro. She probably yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially now knowing a little bit more of her story. She feels guilty and you know, she want like as she said, you know, she said in the scene, it's like I just want to make sure that your family has food. And it was pretty cool what Tori said, like, I worry about if my family has food. So that, that was cool, you know. So again, again, it's all part of the arc, bro. It's all part of like uh you know, one of the things we talked about again, you know, in the season four review, it's for, for me, it's like it was all about growth. So we're going to see how these characters grow throughout from episode one all the way to the end of the season in episode 10, man. You got anything else for this episode? No. Uh, for this episode, just the, the final scene, man, when you hear, you know, Kenny, um, you know, just basically feeling ashamed of, you know, all the bad things that have happened to him, man. You know, I think what it was that they put milk in his locker and, you know. No, they threw it on the bus, dude. Little punk ass Zach Thompson, bro. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. They throw it on the bus and, like, they're making fun of him as he's walking down the hall. Did you see the irony in that, though? The irony in that as he's walking down the hall is there's those banners above that says choose kindness. Oh, I didn't see that. No, yeah, I, I noticed that. So, you know, as he's walking down the hall and he's kind of, it's a voiceover, right? He's telling his, he's telling He's telling somebody. We still don't know who it is. I'm going to let you yeah. reveal it. He's telling somebody like, you know, everyone's laughing at me. It's not going to stop. And as he's walking, right, it's real slow-mo. If you look above and there's a there's like a banner that says choose kindness or or don't be a bully. There, one says choose kindness and there's another one I forgot. I didn't write it down. But that's the irony, right? Because it, it's so true with that, right? I work in school so I can talk about this. And it's cool as it is like that, right? Like, you know, there's don't be a bully and anti-bullying week and all this stuff. But that stuff still goes on, man. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like the drugs, right? Just say no or red yeah. ribbon week, but kids still do drugs, man, because damn, at the end of the day, you know, it all goes back to, you know, you can't just put, you know, a, a flyer or you can't just have a program there. There's got to be followed through, you know, it's got to be followed through with parents. It's got to be followed through with teachers. So I don't want to get on that soapbox, but yeah, I noticed that, bro. So, anyways, take us back. He's, you know, he's telling someone this, and yeah, they they threw milk, you know, at his head on the bus, and then finish it off. Finish it. And then the, when the scene comes back to him actually talking, you see that he's in juvie, and who he's talking to is Sean Payne. Sean Payne. One of them even knows karate. <laughs> Karate, huh? (laughs) What's so funny? Hey, don't worry about it, little bro. I know a guy who can help. Yep, and that's his little brother. So, it's, uh, well, first of all, to go back on that, you know, Kenny kind of, in a way, maybe they, did you notice that, or did you get the sense or the feel that Kenny was portrayed as, like, the Daniel LaRusso for middle school. Uh, they were trying to paint him that way, except, you know, let me, let's just talk about this. Cause I wrote this down. Where the hell is his mom? 
Like, I know she's yeah. working, but where the hell is his mom in this whole episode? Like, could we could we get a mom scene? You know what I'm saying? So that was my thing. But uh, I guess I'm gonna go with you here, and I don't try. I don't want to steal your thunder. But he's telling this person who hasn't been revealed yet, and it's revealed when he tells him this. He's like, "Yeah, and this kid knows karate." <laughs> he starts laughing. And Lapusa doesn't know Lapusa doesn't know karate, bro. But anyways, uh, yeah, and it's kind of like that's the main reason. I'm glad you said that. That's the main reason why Daniel Larusso in Karate Kid Part One wanted to learn karate because Johnny Lawrence and his crew they knew karate. So there it is. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. So it's a it's a great cliffhanger, man. Gets me invested, you know, in Kenny's arc or yeah. storyline the rest yeah. of the way. And then, of course, Sean says, you know, I know a guy who can help. In real time, did you know who he was referring to? Of Just course, to, yeah, because, you know, yeah, yeah, go yeah, it, was, it was Robbie all the way because that's yeah. who he, you know, Robbie earned his respect when Robbie didn't snitch. Yeah. So I put that down as well. I just put it was a, that was a nice finisher. That was mm -hmm. a, a, a nice way to get us hooked for the next episode. The um, next season three and season four, yeah. you know, Sean Payne and Kenny yeah, and it can, yeah, and it connects, and that that's pretty cool. Uh, how believable it is, uh, I don't know, but it definitely wanted me to. Okay, I'm ready to watch the next episode because let's talk about this before we get into our categories. There was no Miguel, <laughs> there was no Hawk, there was no Sam. What the hell? And. <laughs> Can I just say this, man? Like, I'm telling you, one of the main reasons, you know, you know me, that's the main thing that I love about Cobra Kai, the TV show from the beginning, is the the interaction between Johnny and Miguel. So where the hell is Miguel? But anyways, I don't know. You want to add to that before we get into the categories? Come on, bro. And I, I didn't notice it in real time, but obviously as we're breaking down this episode and talking about the wisdom and all that, I was like, dude, there was no Miguel. What the hell, bro? So any, anything you want to add to that? No, I mean, you know what? I didn't even notice it either in real time when we were watching it. But now that you mention it, and as I'm going through, I was like, yep. They didn't know. I mean, I guess they wanted to focus on Kenny and Johnny and Daniel. And again, <laughs> I guess if, if, the, if, if the plan is for them to continue going, you know, season after season, which me personally, I wouldn't. You know, it has to end eventually. But yeah, <sighs> come on, man, Miguel. And we're going to get to that more. I think by the time we get to the end, I'm going to have a lot more to say about that, man. So... <laughs> Anyways, brother, here we go. Run it back scene. That one scene that you watch over and over and over again. Let me start off, bro, because I, I I got it. I got it. Okay. My running back, think, my running back scene, and we may be similar, is freaking Johnny training LaRusso, bro. I can yep. watch that shit over <laughs> and over, dude. I love that. Everything. Yep, Johnny, you got that. That's what you got. Mm -hmm. I, I just Johnny kills it, man. Zapkins yep. is awesome. And just his, his monologue and yeah, and even seeing Daniel train and, and the coals, you know, he's he's like, hey, he's shoveling the coals on the ground and he's got to walk over that. Kind of reminds <laughs> me of that Dave Chappelle uh, skit with Joe Rogan where the the crackhead is walking on top of the coals, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, oh, okay. Bigums, you know? But yeah, that's that's my running back scene. Like, I will watch that shit. Maybe if I get off, as soon as we get off this, I'll probably watch that, man, because that's, that's a funny scene. So you, you're going with that one as well? Yeah, I'm going with that one as well. All right, brother. Here we go. Next one. Favorite quote or dialogue exchange? It's got to be Johnny, man. Find your limit and soar past it. Oh, you you going with that one? Yeah. Okay. I love that, man. Okay. Why do you like it, man? Because you didn't really get into it that much. So give us, give us. Uh, it's just inspirational. For inspirational purposes, like, you know, you know, you know yourself better than anybody else. So. When you reach your limits, like you said, soar past it, man. Don't just, you know, aim for the limits or the end. 
go past you. You know, you know, you don't know what you can achieve unless you try. I guess. All right, like that. no, that's dope. Okay, I, I'm gonna go with Crease again, and I was kind of like, damn, do I want to give it to Crease back to back? But I will, <laughs> I will. Uh, sometimes a step backwards opens a new path forward, and I gave an example of that already. So definitely going with that's my favorite quote of this episode, or it could be this one, bro. Real shit, like real talk. It could be the one where uh, Johnny man is telling Daniel that all your life the world's been trying to make you less of a man light beer yeah who drinks light beer veggie burgers automatic transmission might as well let another dude bang your chick i love that one i may go with that (laughs) hey real quick though there was a quick uh a connection do you know that the the building where uh where johnny took daniel and he was blindfolded the name of the building what it was on the wall oh god i saw it but it's weber industrial and Weber. you know why they put Weber? Oh, it? Weber was was supposed to be Daniel. Yeah, they were supposed original. to like. Well, yeah, Daniel's uh, Larusso's original name was Daniel Weber. Daniel Weber. Yeah. When they cast Ralph Macho, who's Italian, they couldn't go with Daniel Weber, so they changed it to Larusso. So yeah, on the on the wall in that warehouse, it said Weber Industrial. So little nod to Daniel Weber. Greg. <laughs> All right, brother. Here, here, man. I got a couple. I got a couple here. And maybe you do too, but this is our new category for this season, brother. And now, now I'm prepared. Last episode I wasn't. But back to the writer's room. What would you have done differently in this episode? I would have written, I would have written for Daniel to catch Anthony in the act. You know, whether it's at Balboa Park or um, at school, you know, catch him bullying and, you know, just teaches teach him a lesson beat his butt or something you damn know? you're going from the from the get-go right you're going to the jump you went to one daniel to catch his ass okay yeah okay i here's mine and it has to do with that scene too at the park where they tricked kenny was kenny really that gullible like here's my thing could he have not seen leah at school and be like hey i'm gonna see you later tonight right could he have not done that so, so to yeah. me, like, come on, like, you know, they could have, could he have not done that? Like, so that we did a little bit better, maybe. Yeah, dude. Like, is he really that gullible? Did he really not see her at school? Or maybe he wanted to ask her, but she was absent or something. Like, he should have confirmed with her at school, man. Like, I, I don't know that to me, that just maybe should have been like on a weekend, you know, because you don't see. Yeah. Like, hey, Saturday, I'll see you. Well, then you can't ask her because you guys aren't at school. So something, bro, because I'm like, is this kid? Because Kenny looks like a smart kid. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't look like he's dumb. And I just like, I don't know. Could he be really that gullible? So that's what I would have done differently. And then even a scene with the mom. Where was the mom, dude? Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. It started off unpredictable because yeah. you didn't know anything about him. Like, yeah, who but, is- but, we're, but okay, after we know that he has a stable dad, you know, dad's in the army, Major Payne, which is a shout out to Major Payne, the, the movie with Damon Wayans. They said that. They said that they named it after Major Payne. Uh, they wanted to have Major Payne like after that movie with Damon Wayans. So, which is crazy, bro. Can you think that there are some people they don't even know about that movie? And you do not know about it. It's crazy. Are, oh, we, are yeah. we that are we that old, damn it? So, anyways, so that's <laughs> that's what I would have done differently, bro. Just just written that better. I I, I didn't like it. I, I didn't think Kenny was that gullible, you know. Seriously, to me, you know. So yeah. it could have been like, hey, I'll meet you on Saturday, where you can't you can't ask her at school because if it's like during the school, and maybe it was a Saturday, I don't know, but I think they could have fleshed it out better. So 
Anyways, that's just my nitpick. Back to the writer's room. All right, brother. Two more categories. CK3. Who are your top three characters? I put uh, Johnny for sure. Hell yeah. Jordan. <laughs> I put Macho in just, you know, because he did good in the fight. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> You're being reluctant about that. Like, I'm just throwing his ass in there. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, I'm gonna go with Crease, man. I wanted to go with Kenny, but I, I, I want. I'm gonna go with Crease just for. The... Did I sway you because I said Kenny was too gullible? No, 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 no. <laughs> no I just uh, like I said, like you know, I wanted to root for him at the beginning because of everything and because of what's how it started and how his arc went through this uh, episode. Um, honorable mention though to Leah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm curious why Crease though, bro. Uh, oh, because of the wisdom, bro. The wisdom he dropped uh, okay. when he was talking to Tori. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Uh, definitely, Johnny. That's a no-brainer. I'm going to go with Amanda, man. Amanda brought that heat. Brought that 95-mile-per-hour heat. You know what I'm saying? So definitely Amanda sticking up for her daughter, doing what mothers should do. Um, dang, I'm kind of with the third one. Definitely don't want to give it to Macho. Uh <laughs> <laughs> my bad LaRusso LaRusso Macho they're interchangeably right damn who am I giving it to the third one um let me give it to Kenny because he grew on me because no lie like I told you at the, when I first saw it in real time I'm watching I'm like man why are they starting with him seriously I was like that man but by the end I was like no I was like this kid's a good actor I, I even told you remember I texted yeah. I was like man this kid's a good actor so give it up to Kenny uh, what's his name Dallas Young I think Dallas Young yes. Dallas Young so Dallas Young did a phenomenal job and yeah you know I, i'm invested i'm invested in his arc so yeah i'll give those three men those are my ck3 johnny of course amanda just being a badass mom and then give it up to <laughs> kenny all right baby all valley trophies how many are you giving it well first of all let me go back and correct myself from episode one that, that episode <laughs> one was four dude i don't know what the heck i was thinking man i, I think i watched it was it the again. rust bro it was the rust yeah it was the rust man <laughs> It's a four, bro. This one I'm gonna give another four to, man. I just I, I liked it. You know, I like the introduction of Kenny. I like the you know Machio and Johnny and Johnny and Daniel's, you know, chemistry and you know Amanda and Crease, man. They all stood out, you know. So I'm gonna give this one another four. Okay, cool, cool. I'm with you. I'm right there with you. It's it's a four. It's nothing that oh, you know, even even with the nitpicks that I have about you know Kenny being gullible and where's Kenny's mom. I'm still giving it a four simply because I think that training scene, bro, that's that that's so rewatchable, bro. That freaking yep. Johnny training Daniel, man. So I'll give it a four for that. But definitely if it was, you know, a little bit more tightly written with that, it could have been, you know, 4.25, 4.5. But hey, great episode. Nonetheless, definitely, definitely, you know, kept us invested for, hey, let's see what happens next. Who is he going to go to? Obviously, he's going to go to Robbie. How's yeah, Robbie going to take him? But again, even with the no Miguel, Ugh. do I want to lower it? Do I want to lower it? No, I'm not going to lower it. Boy, it's a four. It's a four. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. So we're done, man. Another episode we just finished. And we want to thank you. Jose and I want to thank you so much for listening to Cobra Kai Never Dies Podcast. Again, if you're enjoying the show, please, please take some time to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. If you're listening on Spotify, there's that follow button that you just need to press. And don't forget to share this. Share this podcast with your friends, family, and other Cobra Kai fanatics. Jose, anything you want to tell our listeners that we're so thankful for? Just to echo what you said, man. We're thankful. We're grateful. 
please share or thank you for listening please share it with anybody you know whether they're cobra kai fans or not <laughs> you know what i mean so um again just a million thank you guys and gals <laughs> for taking the time out of your day to listen to us for sure thank you and hope you got some some wisdom man hope you you know not not just got some wisdom but maybe even got some laughs and stuff Absolutely. and we'll be back next week with episode three so we're signing off baby cobra kai cobra kai never what dies never dies all right brother